R-O-H. O-M-G. What a match. The survival of the fittest final. What a match. But before we get there, we've got another pretty good match, which is Matt Taven. I'm Matt Taven. No, me. I'm Spartacus as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both of those things versus Dutch. Now, Dutch is part of the Righteous. We know that Vincent's back. We've got, um, we've got what's his name, Bateman, who I like better in NJPW than I do ROH, but I like him in ROH as well now. Yes, that's right. And also, um, Vita von Star. Yeah. So, Dutch is the, is the, um, the overall wearing, bib overall wearing, large gentleman. And, uh, the whole match was about, look how good this gentleman is. Well, not good as far as wrestling moves go. Look how in control he is. Look how much power he's got. He's never been in an ROH ring before. Last time we saw him, of course, was him pushing, was it Vincent off the top? No, pushed them both off the top, didn't he? Ever pushed them both from a balcony. Yeah, that's a nice entrance. And I like his shtick. He's the uncontrollable heel. Just throws him across the ring at the beginning and smiles at him. Very nice. Clotheslines him over the top. He's then attacked by Vita Von Starr. Uh, Canellis, Maria Canellis comes down and says, I am part of the women's... I am on the on the board, I think she says. And there's a women's championship, and if you get involved, you're out of the tournament. Vita Von Starr doesn't seem to care. Just dances down the aisle. That's the way to make Canellis look impotent, isn't it? Yeah, apparently... Dutch has anticipation rotation. Anticipation with the rotation for the nation, the colonisation of anticipation. Yeah, that's what Caprice said. Not with the rap, obviously. Because he knows what's happening in the ring. He's got more quality wrestling-wise than you think. Yeah. Now, Taven comes out the outside, takes takes uh, Dutch down with a dive through the ropes to the outside. Dutch goes down like a sack of shite. Happens twice. Goes down like a sack of shite both times. Didn't look great. Then, back in the ring, Taven hits the Aurora Borealis from the top that he's put so many people over away with. Dutch kicks out at one. And not only that, kicks out with authority. Kicks out, throwing him across the ring. That's extraordinary. Yeah. And Taven hits his lovely spinning DDT, the climax. Then Vincent's out with Taven's purple suit. Look at me, I've got your purple suit. I'm wearing your underpants as well, even though they're a bit smelly. So, of course, Taven goes out for it because he can't resist it. Bateman attacks him. Vita attacks him. Out comes Bennett. It's a good match. It's a DQ, but it's a good match because it puts Dutch over really nicely and keeps that feud going. One I wasn't interested in before, now I am. Vincent then cuts a very nice promo. I do like his promos. It gets right to the heart. The heart of this one is, nobody will know you who you are soon. And that's what really matters to you. Cut to Taven looking completely distraught. Really nicely done, this. Made me like an angle I wasn't interested in. So, the Briscoes will fight next week on the farm. I know they fought on the 500th episode, but... um. As Jay tells us, this is something different, which it will it will be because it's on a farm with farm implements. I'm expecting a baler, a hoe, no, no one that you work the land with, that one, and a combine harvester. 
Yes. Now then, survival of the fittest. Okay, the people you've got in here, you know it's going to be good. Flamita, Brian Johnson, Eli Isom, Chris Dickinson, Bandido, and Brett Titus. Brett Titus, Brett Titus, yeah, you know. You know it's going to be great. It was fabulous. They gave about half an hour to it, 25 minutes. It deserved it. Here are some of the high points. We start out with Flamita versus Bandido. There's Lucha rules, by the way, two eliminations. They're so fast to start these two. Then Titus and Dickinson are in. Great moves exchanged, arm bars and the like, trying to jockey for position. Lovely. Bandido takes at one point. Everyone's on the outside apart from Bandido and Flamita. Bandido's on the top with Flamita. Flamita puts him in the torture rack position. Moon salts. Flamita twists in the air. And they they land on everybody. Extraordinary. Then Bandido gets Flamita pinned in a quick roll-up. He's the first out. Not happy with that. Picks Bandido up. Power bombs him through the timekeeper's table, then hits him with repeated chair shots. Rayoros is out, Flamita leaves. So now Bandido is on the outside for most of this match. Yes, and you know what's going to happen with that. I didn't mind though. Yeah, time for Eli Ison to get involved with Brian Johnson. Love some of his moves. He is a great one. They're just about to hook up. He pulls down Eli Isom's, not trunks, don't get too excited, knee pad. Eli Isom goes to pull it up, puts him in the suplex position, and it's a lovely fisherman suplex for a two count. I do like that, and I do like his constant talking. I really like that. Isom comes back with a pop-up Northern Lights, which is just great. That's really nice. But Johnson, it's a spike stunner from the top, swinging neck breaker that he calls the process, and he looked really good here. It looked like he was going to to win the whole thing. He had some power behind him. The Mecha Locomotive clothesline, it's just a lariat really, sort of clothesline thing, sends Titus down. He's in there with Titus, of course, as you might expect. He, though, hits two of those very high boots to the corner. He gets the legs right up and a big knee off the top, right into the chest for the pin. Bye-bye, Brian. Then Dickinson's in, goes for the knee. Dragon screw, knee bar, seen a weakness there, tight arsed, taps. Bye bye, Brett. We've got Dickinson and Bandido, is on the outside, of course, but Dandi- Bandido, Dandido, and Bandido are in. Dickinson sees there, he knows there's an issue with the separated shoulder in the past. He knows that will be even worse because of what Flamita did. He works on it. Yeah. Armbar, hyperextends it over his shoulder, gets under, floats underneath for another armbar. Isom, who's on the outside, we've forgotten about him. That's the problem with Isom, really. But not now, I don't think, after this match. Helps to pull him out. Yeah. And then Dickinson's looking at Isom. They have a little bit of work there. Bandido hits the 21-plex for the pin. Tornado rules, remember? So now it's Bandido and Isom. Isom hits her sidewinder back suplex for a long two quickly. And then and then cranks back on Bandido's arm. He gets to the ropes. It takes him ages. Bandido goes for the 21 plex. Can't finish it because his arm is in such trouble. And Isom just plants him on the mat for a long two. The commentary 
are so excited. Ian Riccoboni, Caprice Coleman, so excited and so they should be. This is a thing of beauty, this next move. Isom catches Bandido off the top, puts him into a backbreaker immediately for a long two and quite right, that probably should have won it, except that Bandido catches Isom off the ropes. It's a sort of tilt-a-whirl counter into a head and arm scissors then cinches back on it even stronger and gets the pin. My God, what a match. Put everybody over. Apart perhaps from Reptitus, he didn't really do a lot in that match and he's got other fish to fry. Everybody else, well over. Flamita, bad guy. Isom, can hang with them. Johnson, great work. Just lovely. Dickinson, nasty. What great work that was. What a great match. Best wrestling on the planet by a long way this week. Can't wait to see the pay-per-view, but we've got the fight on the farm coming up before then. Five out of five, all day long. Wow, ROH. Ta-ta.